you're going to be stubbornly that, you know, life is not going as I plan, I give up, I don't know what to do, then you've kind of declared that for yourself. In this episode of Voltura Game Show Podcast, you will discover the benefits of having a creative mindset, four hardcore skills to become resilient, and from trauma to freedom. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times, so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new and interactive way. This is episode 16 and our guest today is Emmy Oyster. Emmy Oyster is a PTSD peer-to-peer specialist, artist, author, writer for the Huffington Post, award-winning health advocate and TED Talk speaker. Eagerly sharing the lessons learned from trauma through her writing, performance, art and speaking. She also wrote her own memoir called My Beautiful Detour. Emmy's passion for the arts as a means of healing and expression led her to devise storytelling workshops for the Transformative Language Arts Network National Conference. Thank you for being here, Emmy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you and i like i like your enthusiasm how you came here and actually I'm excited. <laughs> thank you what what are you excited about actually i'm curious uh well you know i love anything that can help other people and after hearing the format of this you know i'm all about finding creative ways to share that message and looks like you have something fun cooking over there so i'm excited <laughs> yeah Definitely. Yeah, that's actually a, a creative and fun way to, um, uh, as someone says, to discover ourselves and to, uh, you know, improve Completely. the connection. So that we will have fun today. Good. Yeah. Okay, Miss. This is the Voltura game. Hey, psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, Go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Okay, Miss, this is the Voltura game. And basically, uh, how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So I'm going to roll the dice and you please tell me when to stop. Stop. Good. So it's four. Okay, four. <laughs> Now read the card, please. Beatbox. All right, what does that mean? You know what beatbox is? I do. Am I going to have to beatbox? Yeah, you can try. <laughs> you know how to? Okay. No, but I will uh I will uh beat a box. Oh. There you go. There's my creative interpretation. That was that was actually good. That was actually good. Uh, and um, I, I like I like your creativity. Actually, beatbox is you do with with mouth. You know, like. I know. Oh, that's good. You okay, know? that I can do. Yeah, so, but you've done like, you've done it. Hmm? I can sing, but I can't beatbox. And now I'll have to work on that. Okay, so sing 15 seconds. Come on. Let's see. This is your card. I'm excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> Good. We are reinventing the game. Great. Okay. So you've done your task and more than that. And now Woo. the next step is questions. 
So my question for you, Amy, would be: um, I like, I really like the way you you took the the challenge and the card, right? And um, my question is: I'm actually curious. You were like this all your life, like taking life as um. I see this as um. You're taking it as a relax, right? It's like you're not taking no, so much no. serious. Not, no, uh, actually, um, I wouldn't call it that. Um, I, um, I take life very seriously, and I think taking life seriously, that's really when we can be present in each moment. And even in adversity, even in obstacles and uncertainty, we can find things in this moment that we can inherently be grateful for. And I think that's what's been able to get me as far as I have. Mm. Okay. So, I would say it's a very focused, uh, diligent approach to life. And when you do that, you can find those moments of flow. Mm. Okay. Well, that that's so d- diligent. Yeah. It's like uh, when you took the car, right? Like you were like, oh, I don't know how to beatbox, but you improvise it. Like, boom, instantly you got into something and you, you were creative. So the question is, you were like this all your life or something happened? And I, never, I never settled for not or can't or impossible you know if if things were told to me that i couldn't do you know it just made me work harder i've always been known as a hard worker that's that's for sure mm. okay and what's what's the the motivation behind this like you never took a no and you never um Well, the motivation growing up was I wanted to do, you know, musical theater. And as an actress, you know, you have to keep going and going and going. Um, But then, you know, when when I was 18, that was when all my traumas happened. That's when I had severe medical complications. Um, My stomach exploded. I was in a coma for months. Um, And this was the um, April of my senior year of high school. And then I was told when I woke up months later that I couldn't eat or drink and they didn't know if or when that would ever happen again. And I had no timeline. Um, I was, you know, I was told, you know, my parents were told that I wouldn't even make it through the night in a coma. And I was told I would never eat or drink again. And I just didn't believe it. I kept going and going and doing what I loved. Um, even when I couldn't eat or drink, I continued to do theater. I found other ways of creativity, discovered painting. And then after six years and 28 surgeries, I was finally able to eat and drink again. And, you know, I, you know, I proved to myself and, and proved to others that hope is the most powerful medicine and you can never take no for an answer. Um, you really have to just keep finding the answers yourself. So that my motivation comes from a deeply felt place. Definitely. I can see that. Like it's such an inspiration, you know, like someone like you probably like would say, Oh no, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, but you like, you, you, you push for all of this and look at you. Like, even right now you're smiling and you have this uh, uh, joyful state. So that's, that's totally amazing. And the question here is, what would you advise to someone, right? What would you advise to someone who have right now, you know, let's say, let's go with the, the current situation, right? Like coronavirus yeah. came, people are like, even especially right now here in London where I live, I, I hear like, oh, a lot of people lost their job. They don't know what to do. They are looking for other, other ways to, you know, get the money back instead of like yeah. looking to, um, you know, reinvent themselves or, 
or instead of giving up to that thing, right? What, what would you advise to them? No, that's a great question because it's interesting. I find that, um, especially now when there's such a period of flux and uncertainty and where we're going from day to day. And initially we were like, Oh, this will be over in a month, two months, three months. And you know, I, because I'm still, you know, actively involved in the theater scene, they just announced that, you know, Broadway's closed till January, you know, of next year. And it affects a lot of people on their livelihoods, not only the actors, but stage managers, restaurants, everyone. Um, and so we're all just going day to day. But it's interesting, I find myself going back to that long period of time when I couldn't eat or drink. And I just told myself, oh, in two weeks, it'll happen in three weeks. And it ended up being year after year after year. So I ended up thinking to myself, as I continue to give these talks, especially with my book coming out, you know, well, how did I cope uh, during that time? And how is that useful right now? And now I've kind of boiled it down to what I call my four hardcore skills to resilience, which are hope, creativity, gratitude, and stories. And these are all, you know, things that I discovered kind of intuitively because I was very isolated coming out of the hospital, but I had to find those resources. If we're really present with ourselves, you know, right now, we can we can find those unexpected flowers, you know, on this twisted path that we didn't expect. And that's more than just, oh, I can find moments of happiness, you know, where I didn't expect it. If you really look at what you discovered just because of this strange, I want to call it opportunity, those might lead to other avenues that can, you know, build if you want a career for yourself or another path forward. But if you're going to be stubbornly that, you know, life is not going as I plan, I give up, I don't know what to do, then you've kind of declared that for yourself. And I knew for me, you know, going back to what you said about never taking no, I was not going to just stop and say, okay, my life didn't work out. I am going to be mad until life works out. Mm. Yeah. And also like these um, three things that you said about the, let's say the, um, the structure for resiliency, you know, like it is said to cope creativity and yeah, yeah, that's something really powerful, like to be creative mm-hmm. instead of being a, a victim, to be creative and create a circumstance in your favor. You know, I'm an artist, but you know, creativity is not something that, oh, you have to be an artist. You know, I'm sure, as you know, creativity is a mindset. It's the ability to approach a problem in a different way. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm all for when I say, I help others work through trauma, through creativity. I don't always mean, you know, art therapy, although I do that as well. But I mean, it's the ability to just see something in a different light. And I think we all need that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think outside the box. And that's it. Exactly. Yep. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Now, let's push to the next player, which is me. Let's see what the game prepared for me today. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me you tell for me okay cool <laughs> okay so explore i like this one so it's the image and um yes How i'm seeing i'm seeing right now um car that has a there are some umbrellas right there is a sunset and it's on the beach and the feeling is um, i feel joy yeah joy yeah, I okay. feel peace and so, oh, yep. Yeah, okay. 
Good. Now let's see. Spin the wheel. Joy in love. Um. Hmm. Joy in love. Uh, for me, joy in love would be to. You know, I I I discovered something in this um period, right? With this coronavirus, like we we're not allowed to go outside every day, twenty four seven with my partner, right? Like it's. Oh my God, sometimes, but it is what it is in the end. And I'm not complaining or something. It's just like, um, what it means for me, joy in love is to be able to really, it's just like as more time you spend with people, as more you're starting to understand them and also yourself. So joy in love for me is to have uh, that moment when you really like, you can understand each other without you know, we're still arguing, we're a couple in the end, right? And to okay. have that <laughs> moment when you can just understand without argument. That, mm -hmm. That's what it is. Okay. Questions? Um, well, how has your um, interpretation of love uh, changed uh, through the pandemic? Well, I am more the kind of person that likes to go out and interact with other people, right? And uh, in these last three or four months, I'm not really able to go out, so I'm going a little crazy, right? And uh, how, how it changed for me is that I understand that um, uh, there is the situation like this. If I would be alone, I would be like, freak it, I don't care, coronavirus, I, I know I have my immune system and everything is fine. But being with my partner, I need to understand that she has other needs right and mm -hmm. uh, there is another um, way of dealing with or coping with the virus or with the situation so i at the beginning i was like trying to say okay it doesn't matter you're not gonna die we're not gonna die let's not wash our hands or whatever she was like oh you need to wash your hands every day you know i was like oh my god you know so how it changes that i started to understand that and yeah accept uh, the other point of view Mm-hmm. Good. Your turn. Tell me to stop. Stop. No? Okay, so four again. Okay. Now read the card. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. So, so read the card first. <laughs> your hair in a bun and act like you are a sumo wrestler. Okay. All right, <laughs> that's my interpretation. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Good. Nice. Okay. Good. Let's see. Questions. So my question for you would be, uh, what was, you said, oh boy, what was that? What was the thought? Oh, about? no, I was excited to do something physical. I'm a dancer, so. Mm-hmm. That was exciting for me. I'm used to podcasts that are just uh, conversations, which are great too. Mm. But hey, when you throw something into the mix, why not? <laughs> yeah, you wanted the fun part, remember, at the beginning. <laughs> Guess what? You had only the, the red card, which was fun. Um, okay, and I'm actually curious. how. I'm definitely sure there are two different uh, ways of, you know, experiencing when you are like not dancing and when you are dancing. What's the difference? How does it make you feel? Well, I got to say that, you know, dance is movement and we can 
really embody what we say more. I mean, now we're kind of stuck to digital means of communication. Um, but, you know, when we really dance what we say, I feel like we embody what we say and it's a new kind of presence. Um, so I would say, you know, dance is like kind of poetry put into, you know, music and um, expressing our life force. Mm. Um, so I think we can always find the dance in, in anything. And how is that benefiting you? Like um, creatively think, or coping with situations? Or, well, I think moving, you know, is always a great way to get your thoughts flowing. And it's also a way to get out of your head and into your body, um, which I think is very important for all of us, especially when sometimes we think we're walking brains. I think it's important for us to check in mm. with you know, our whole selves. And do you have a moment in your life, like let's say when you you were like down or you fell down and you decided to dance or to do something and then something shifted there? Well, I mean, I could tell you, you know, when I was in a coma, the nurses left me on my right side for all those months. So I woke up with severe neuropathy in my right leg, which took so long to bounce back from. I had to learn to walk again, um, which, you know, one of my greatest fears was that I would never be able to actually dance again. So it was a big accomplishment for me. And I really now appreciate it from a whole new place. Like literally like sending out, you know, the building, you know, building up the, you know, muscles again, every time I had a surgery, um, you know, to get back up. So dancing really means a lot to me. You know, I'm really appreciative for how strong my body is and how far it's come. Definitely. Mm. And how with that, in that moment when you, you, you said what you said, yeah, you were in the, in the trauma and everything that happened, uh, how dance or dancing or movement like shifted your, your uh, mood, your mindset? I yeah. And I write about that a lot in my book that, you know, it was easy to feel like a patient, you know, like a medical circumstance, like I had no control over anything. And then I didn't really own my body anymore. You know, every time it was like cut open and I'd wake up with something new over here and over there, you know. So dance is really a way to reclaim whatever body I had. And it's not the same one that I always knew before this, but it's mine and you only have one. And dancing was really to creatively take ownership and love it and embrace it for what it is mm, okay good thank you Amy. now let's complete the game with the acknowledgement card so in this step Amy, everyone will acknowledge you i will acknowledge you for something that you have done in this round so i want to acknowledge you first of all for your resiliency and uh, i like this three uh, things that you discover the the structure creativity coping and it was another c what was the third, last scene? Well, no, they were actually creativity, gratitude, gratitude, story, and hope. Oh, yeah. Hope, yeah. Gratitude and creativity. Yeah. 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 So I acknowledge you for that, and I acknowledge you for keeping this uh, joyful state, you know, in everything that you're doing right now, because I see that you've done a lot of things, and you've been through a lot of things, and you're still having the, um, <coughs> the mindset, I would say, or the you're just keeping this smile, you know, and that's, that's so powerful. And I see you as someone that cannot be moved. Like even, even if we try to push you all over, you're going to push back. So I acknowledge you for that. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I acknowledge you for being so open with your questions and your answers and, and your curiosity um, to explore um, how we can find you know, new avenues during this and not just um, settle or be stuck where we are. You know, it's very noble, especially when it's gone on for an unprecedented period of time to still, you know, be looking for ways to you inspire others and yourself and, and move forward through creativity. So I love that you sympathize with this uh, approach to creativity. I think that's great. Thank you. I got it. Woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations, Amy. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Voltura game. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. And actually, curious, how was the experience for you? It was really fun. Thank you. <laughs> like you said before, uh, before starting a podcast, that you also listen to it. And I'm actually curious how how it is for you. Um, how's the 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 experience different from you know listening to actually being here? Um, you know, it's very it's very cool to look at the you know the board, and it's very visual, and um, I really like that. Um, I got that there, you know, there are always, you know, creative ways to never say no. I think it will, you know, I really think it will show people to, you know, really approach creativity um, in a different way. This is really enjoyable and I think it will really lift people up right now, which is important. Thank you. Okay, Amy. Now, the next step is um, I'm going to ask you, please tell us to the people that are listening to us, uh, what is one successful mindset that you had, one successful behavior, mm-hmm. and one aspect in your lifestyle that made you who you are now? Um, the ability to bounce back. Um, and I would say that comes from you know, hitting rock bottom and not wanting to stay there. Um, but always looking for, you know, if one avenue that you thought was you know, going to happen for you gets cut off and you keep searching uh, for another one and, and something will eventually come. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next way, but, but you keep trying. Um, and I just didn't give up. <laughs> I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And what about the behavior? Like what's something that you're doing? Still that. And I would say resourcefulness, working with what's around me. Um, what do I have within me? Um, what is, you know, being grateful for what I have? You know, the beautiful thing about gratitude is it causes us to go inside and see what's what we have. But it's also a very connecting. It's a very social, um, extroverted practice because it forces us to come out of ourselves and look around us and see what there is. So I think it's a great way to explore our internal and external landscape at the same time. So I think that's important. Mm, okay. And what about the lifestyle? Something that you're doing every day, like part of a routine? or something? I always uh, take a nature walk. That's so important for me. If I don't have my nature walk, then don't talk to me because I'm not in a good mood. Even the rain, you know, I got to connect with the outside world. I have to see a tree. I have to um, do something that, you know, makes me see the earth or, or growth. Um, so I need, I need my nature every day. Mm, okay. So you go out and have a walk uh, every day, like in the morning or in the evening? Or, or both. <laughs> Whatever or both. I can manage. Okay. Good. 
Okay, thank you, Amy. Now, please tell people where they can find more about you. Yeah, um, so I'm on you know all social media. Um, the best bet is to go on my website, www.amyoes.com. I'll type it into your chat so you can uh, share it later. Um, and um, send me a note. Um, my book is called My Beautiful Detour, An Unthinkable Journey from Gutless to Grateful. And, you know, I'm doing talks and workshops and book club discussions through Zoom. Um, but, you know, you can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Amy Ostriker, um, or use the hashtag um, LoveMyDetour um, if you can find something in this detour uh, that, that you love or that you just want to say hi. So, um, so yeah. Mm, great. Yeah, and all the links are in the description of the video, so there is no problem, and of the podcast. Good. Uh, anything else you want to say, Amy, before we complete? No, just take this detour as an opportunity to find those unexpected flowers. And um, I got to say, I've given three TED Talks. My first one is specifically about finding flowers on, on detours. So uh, look around and you, you don't know what you might find. Definitely. Great. Thank you, Amy. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 16th episode of the Voltura Game Show. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest, Amy. And uh, if you like the episode, please subscribe, stay updated to, to the next episode. We're posting every Wednesday and Saturday. And um, if you want to share with us, you can share in the comments below how was the experience for you. And in the end, leave us a five-star review. No more, no less, of course, oh. on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and visit Amy's uh, website and the book. Good. Uh, thank you, Amy. Have a great thank day. You. That was great. Great. I'll talk to you soon. In the next episode of the Voltura Game Show, you will meet Scott. Scott is a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, top podcaster and speaker. In his career, Scott has experienced becoming a millionaire, going broke and in debt and becoming a millionaire again. See you in the next episode.